We're momming today with Jillian Turner. You know her from Fox News. She's also a mother and just completed a series on the teen mental health crisis in the United States of America. Jillian, welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Great to be with you. You know, we keep hearing, I have young children, so I'm not quite there yet, but I talk to people all the time and I keep hearing the same thing. Mental health crisis, mental health crisis. Why are we here? So I'm a mom of a young child as well. My daughter is 20 months now, but the mental health crisis that is hitting teens in this country, young girls especially, is so dire. Um, I learned while covering this series that I'm actually worried about it already because it does not look, according to all the experts and the doctors and the teens that I talk to, like adults are taking the right steps um, to address this really at the national level. Um, So what I will lay out for you um, and what pricked our ears here at Fox News Channel were these stunning stats released by the CDC a few weeks ago. Um, They found that over the past year, 13% of teen girls in America reported that they attempted suicide. One out of three teen girls reported that they seriously considered trying to take their own lives. And three in five felt so persistently sad over a period of weeks that they stopped their regular activities. Um, Again, one in three teen girls say that they seriously consider taking their own lives. It's very hard to get our minds around that. The numbers are so high. Do we need to say to our daughter explicitly, have you considered suicide? Is that a normal question that you would ask? Because my kids come home from school and I say, how was your day, hon? And I get... I'm fine. It was fine. All good. No details. So, I, you know, I pry a little bit, but what, what are we looking for? So it turns out, Lauren, that what you just asked me is a key question, which I did not know was news to me. Um, so I spoke to a whole spate of psychiatrists and doctors and public health officials and moms of teen girls. And it turns out that asking specifically whether your child has thought about suicide is very helpful. Wait, hold on. Um, Jillian, Jillian, I can't imagine saying those words, though, because I feel like if they weren't thinking about it, I would put the idea in their head. I'd implant the idea. Yes. And I think, look, I can't speak for obviously other parents in America. I would have thought the same thing. And that's why I was shocked to hear this. Um, But This one um, doctor, Deb Howery, she's from the CDC. She authored this study on teen girls. She said one thing public health officials really want to do is dispel the myth that by asking about suicidal thoughts and suicidal behavior, you are planting that idea in a teen's head or you are somehow encouraging them to do that. Um, They said the opposite is actually true and that By asking them about it, you actually make them feel cared for and safe to talk about it if it is something that they have been struggling with. And so it's actually very important, no matter how difficult or painful or uncomfortable it is, to actually ask them that question. Uh, How you want to word it, I think, is up to each individual parent, but they said you should ask. I was shocked, too, shocked to hear that. Yeah. Uh, my my stomach's almost in my throat because, as you said, your daughter's 20 months. My, my oldest daughter is seven. And I, I feel like I'm right at the brink of 
where this all begins. And to me, that's the smartphone. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get into that right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. We are back on We're Momming today with Jillian Turner. Jillian, is, is the teen girl mental health crisis the result of smartphones? So in our research, at again, talking to experts and doctors and teens and their families, we found that social media is a big driver of the mental health crisis. Um, the two main drivers that we found were screens that includes, you know, social media, that includes um, communicating with friends on email and on apps. And then the other big component of the crisis is sexual exploitation and sexual abuse. Um, so those are the two big problems here. You zeroed right in on one of them. Um, we spoke to this one woman, uh, a teen herself. Her name's Emma Lemke. She mm. founded the movement. You may have heard of her. She kind of became famous in recent weeks because she testified up on Capitol Hill and was very eloquent. She's a teen who has struggled with mental health issues. And she, you may have heard this too. She kind of coined this. She says that social media has become a weapon of mass destruction for her generation, um, meaning it's its impact on teens and on teen girls specifically is so radically terrible that it is killing them. So, but that begs the question because, you know, I, I talk to young people all the time and they, they say openly, yeah, we know we go down these rabbit holes. We know social media is bad. It's bad for our brains. It, it, you know, it, it's bad in so many ways. It's a time suck. I think the average teenager spends over an hour, maybe an hour and a half on social media per day. They know this, yet they're so addicted that they continue to do it. And teen girls, as a subset of that, Lauren, four hours a day. They're no. spending an hour, on average four hours a day on social media, yes. Teen girls um, are spending four hours a day on social media. Where are the parents? Right. And also, by the way, that is outside of school. So that doesn't account for any time they may spend uh, on social media, on screens, at school, communicating, scrolling online, scrolling through social media apps. Um, so that's just in their free time. They're spending four hours a day on average. And you mentioned, you know, th that there can be some sort of beneficial effects of social media. Sometimes young people connect with peers they might not otherwise connect with. That is great. But the the what we're looking at here is really the negative aspects of this. And the teen girls that we spoke to all told us that they find it very hard to break screen time, even when they know that they're going down a rabbit hole, like you just said, even when they know they are very aware, acutely aware, that what they're looking at makes them feel bad about themselves. They find the addictive properties of these social media apps are just too powerful. They can't break away. They can't break the cycle. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. One thing that was unique to girls that I didn't know until I did this series and spoke to doctors is that cyber experts have broken all of this down. It turns out the content of what teen girls is looking at is very different from the content that teen boys are looking at. And that's part of the problem that's fueling this mental health crisis for girls. Girls get makeup and 
and body images? Yes. So it's very, um, girls are more prone to higher levels of self-comparison and low Mm -hmm. self-esteem related to body image. And perversely, most of the content geared towards and marketed towards teen girls is precisely that. So a lot of experts told us, beware of the makeup tutorials, be wary of the hair tutorials, beware of these trends that tend to embroil teen girls. There's all these, um, there's like hashtag vanilla girl, there's hashtag thinspo, there's endless trends. Wait, 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 hold on. What does vanilla girl mean? Um, Vanilla girl is supposed to be um, a trend that glorifies uh, dressing and surrounding oneself in white or off-white neutral tones. Uh, When you dig a bit deeper, it turns out that a lot of the content uh, that this trend circulates is really focused on glorifying certain kinds of body image. So it tends to glorify um, skinny, white, blonde girls and tends to, in the end, these doctors are finding really exclude and make everybody else feel poorly about themselves. What would the opposite hashtag of Vanilla Girl be? What would it be? Something Is there like one? The opposite. I don't know. Maybe Normcore. Have you heard of Normcore? That's sort of like a way of dressing that's supposed to be accessible to everybody and more unisex. Jeez. But know- that might be over. It's so hard to keep track of <laughs> trends, you know, because they pop up and go viral and then they go away a few weeks later. Um, so it's best to, if you can, encourage your teen daughters to just stay away from them, not get involved. The thing is, I, I believe we're the same age. We grew up at a time where, you know, we had enough problems, but social media didn't exist. The cell phone didn't exist. None of this contributed to any of the traditional problems. I just, I yeah. mean... As a parent now, and you've learned all this information, and you literally have a blank slate because your child is so young, how how has this informed the, I'm going to call it a a parental revolution that we need right now to raise girls that are are mentally healthy? Yes. And that is, interestingly, what one of the moms I spoke to, the mom of a 17-year-old girl, said she believes we need as well. So she said the first step to helping American parents deal with this is to make them aware of how widespread this crisis is. You know, we sp- we st- started this podcast episode talking about some of the stats. Um, so the first step is really understanding this is a crisis. It is a nationwide crisis. The second step is trying to figure out a way to protect your own teens. And the third step would be how can I help other teens? You know, they might not be my daughter. They might not be um, my niece. They might not be my best friend's daughter. But how can I help girls in general um, with these issues? And a lot of it comes down to connection. So really trying, adults everywhere, making a concerted effort to try and connect with teen, girl, teen girls, to check in with them. If you have a teen girl in your life, ask her how she's doing. Let her know that you're there to support her. Open up lines of communication. You know, it's really hard to start. Like you were just say, saying, Lauren, it's kind of awkward to sit down at the dinner table and say, you know, have you thought of taking your own life anytime lately? But you don't have to start there. You know, you can start small with an entry point. How was your day? What did you do at school? How are your friends? 
how are you feeling these days when you're at school? Um, you know, small questions. If you are somebody who is concerned or very concerned about a teen girl in your life um, and you're not comfortable starting that conversation or can't get there, another great resource to consider is the pediatrician's office. Most teenagers still go to the pediatrician, taking them in and booking just an annual physical or check-in um, gives those doctors who are trained a really great avenue to screen them. So in the course of casual conversation, they can pick up on signifiers that you might not be able to, you know, as a non-professional. So don't overlook the importance of the pediatrician's office as a really great resource and like a place to start. This is the other message I got um, from doctors who I spoke to. And it's accessible and, and pretty, pretty accessible. easy because you're there multiple times a year, especially if you have multiple kids. Correct. And they can refer you to other, you know, if, if it's necessary, they can refer you to other doctors and professionals to help your family. The last question, as, as we wrap this up, Jillian, you know, I always was of the mindset or I, I speak to, to friends who tell me, you know, if you're so worried about your, your child going down the wrong path, maybe getting into drugs, keep them busy. Keep them, you know, concerned about their, their athleticism, their, their bodies, that they might not want to put substances into their bodies. And then they have a group. They have friends. So they're never that outcast that they're seeking something else or an escape. You can weigh in on whether that's the right thing to do or not. But I also find the more busy we we make our children because we have their best intentions at heart, we're, we're kind of just trying to make them too well-rounded that that stresses them out. And then they start complaining, well, we have this mental health crisis because there's too much on us. Right. And then there's no downtime. No Look, downtime. No downtime. And I'm sure you know as well as I do, you know, working in a field where um, your career takes up much of your your time, it's a lot easier to bury problems and not focus on them and distract yourself when you're focused, when you're completely absorbed in something. There's positives to that. There's negatives to that. Every, you know, teenager, like every adult is different. So you kind of have to suss them out. Um, But it is definitely helpful um, doctors say to have teens who are involved in extracurricular groups uh, outside school, whether it's sports, whether it's debating, whether whatever it is, writing, singing, to have a a passion is usually and a passion that allows them to connect with other people their age is always very healthy. Um, but I don't think given given the numbers here and the number of teen girls that are facing mental health crises, that's probably not a fix-all because clearly there's tens of millions of teen girls who are doing, you know, like are involved in teen sports and are still depressed or involved in teen sports and are still struggling with suicidal ideation. So I think really just trying to find a way to connect with them and bring them help is the best approach. Um, This is what I've been getting from all the experts I've been talking to. Oh, also one other thing, you made me think of something else. This one mom I spoke to whose daughter has been hospitalized six times with mental health crises in the last three years told me that you should never take okay as an answer. So meaning if you sit them down and you ask how their day was and they say okay, you never want to leave it at that. You always want to probe further, even if they don't want to talk. Sometimes just letting them know that you want to talk is enough 
to get them to open up, whether it's in that moment or in a moment, you know, further on down the line or the next day. Jillian, I'm so excited to check back in with you when you do another series on the mental health crisis facing teenage boys. I would love to. Love to talk to you about it. Thank you for the time. Thanks so much, Lauren. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.